0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Pursue Your Potential podcast where we are going over a variety of topics to help you pursue your potential in every area of your life. I'm your host Taylor. Today is episode number 27 and I want to talk to you about calorie and macro counting. These are approaches that are often looked at as restrictive and obsessive and time consuming and I totally get it. I really do. If you haven't noticed by now, I am all about the perception of the thing and I really want to take this opportunity to maybe paint a different picture for you because this might very well be the approach that you've needed. Before I get too deep into this, I do want to ask you for a quick favor. If you like this episode, if you like my podcast, it'd be really cool if you could go leave me a review and let me know what you think of this. A five-star one would be really awesome, but I'm not going to (laughs) beg. But anyways, if you want to share it and let me know, tag me in the post so I can properly thank you and yeah i and hey just i want to thank you for taking time out of your day to even listen to me i think that that is so awesome and it's really encouraging for me as a podcaster so again thank you now let's get into this episode and talk about calorie and macro counting so these are not diets they're they are strategies and tools to help you have some control over your energy balance it is an amazing approach to be able to determine what your individual body needs. That is not exactly telling you to get rid of anything or eliminate things, be restrictive. It is just saying that if we can understand the amount of energy that you're burning and the amount of energy that you're consuming, we might have a better chance of helping you get to your goal. And it is a very good strategy. It is one that I've had success with myself and clients. And I've seen so many people really find freedom in this when so many other people think that it is restrictive and just like it's a punishment almost to be able to like count calories. And granted, a lot of that is going to come down to the energy of which they've put into that who told them to do it and how they were told to do it, it can often be, you know, there's a story tied to it, which is the thing that I'm trying to break. I want you to understand from a logical perspective that calories are units of energy. And when you store body fat, you are storing excess energy that you have consumed that your body's not burning. And yes, having some fat stores is good. Our body does not understand the difference between a famine and we're unable to eat versus we are cutting calories to look better in our swimming suits or look good naked or whatever our goal may be it doesn't know the difference so when you start taking calories away your body is going to fight you a little bit it's not going to be super thrilled to get rid of that fat unless maybe you have a significant amount to lose and it's ready to let it go totally understandable everybody is different there's going to be a different effect for everybody. But at the end of the day, what we consume is going to have an effect on our bodies, right? And the amount of it that we consume is going to either help us lose weight, maintain our weight, or gain our weight. So calorie and macro tracking are not something that you have to do together, but they're often done at the same time because calorie counting is only focused on the amount of calories you're consuming and you may see better results by adding in macro counting as well because you get to focus on your protein, carbs, and fats. If you are just concerned with calories, there's a good chance that you're eating very, very high carbs or very high fats and low protein. And I know for me and from other people that I've talked to, there's times where I'll go to count my calories after I just wanna see what I've been consuming. And I've had hardly any protein and ton of carbs and fats. So being able to do the two together is a really great approach. It is not something that you have to do, but it is highly recommended because we do see great results when we can have our calories under control and tag that with you know a, a moderate to high protein diet and minimal to lower carbs and moderate fat and whatever, everybody's different. But calorie counting is essentially just a tool to help figure out how much energy your body needs to consume on a daily basis. Of course, that's going to be an estimate. Of course, that's going to change but we can't be too all over the place with it because that's just too much time and energy, right? So if you can determine amount of calories, a range that your body is comfortable at or a range that's going to help you lose fat or a range that's going to help you build muscle and gain some weight if you're trying to put on weight, then that is going to help serve you. Now, something to keep in mind is you may work with a coach that provides you a meal plan and you eat off the meal plan but you don't count calories or macros that coach that provided you a meal plan is most likely and i can't speak for all coaches but they are looking at the calories that your body needs the amount of protein carbs and fats that your body needs and they create a meal plan based on preferences and what you can and cannot eat and they put that plan together and at some point, somebody counted the calories, someone counted the macros that you were going to need to see success with that. Unless it is a cookie cutter plan where everybody's getting the same thing and it doesn't take into account what your body needs, then that's a little bit different. (laughs) But calorie and macro tracking, I truly believe it is only an obsessive thing if you let it be that if you make it something that is restrictive. There are so many ways to do it. It can be very tedious and really annoying if you're having to pull out your calculator, your MyFitnessPal, every meal and track every meal, that can be really difficult. I don't highly recommend that unless you, you know, it's the weekend and you don't really have your food plan, but you still wanna track and you put that in before or after the meal, cool. But there's other ways to do it. Like for instance, if you wanted to plan your food out, a week in advance and on Sunday you sit down and you say okay this is the amount of calories macros I need these are the foods tonight that I'm gonna eat then you don't have to do it the rest of the week (laughs) you just do it that one time and you're free the rest of the week to just stick to that plan stick to that right or you can just do it the night before plan your food out plan out the calories that you need to consume and the macros that you need to consume and then you don't have to do it the day of and you don't have to do it in the moment And there's so many ways to do it, but I think that it ultimately comes down to being willing to do the work and make it work for you and not, you know, like if you're going to make it hard on yourself and track every meal in the moment, that is going to be much more difficult. And if you're hard on yourself and you forget to track a meal, that's not going to be very fun either. So it's just looking at it like, hey, I need to have a good estimate of the amount of calories that I'm consuming because I'm gaining weight and I want to lose weight or I am trying to get lean for summer, so I need to cut my calories down a little bit. We oftentimes overestimate them. We underestimate, sorry, we underestimate the amount that we're consuming. And a lot of times you think that you're eating a certain amount and you're going to give yourself a guess, oh, I ate 1,500 calories, and you go to actually track all of it. And what happens is you're up 2,000, 2,200, 2,500 Sometimes you might think that you're eating 2,000 calories and you're well over 3,000 because you finally tracked it. And that happens a lot. I still get clients that are on these plans where I have them track their food and there's things that aren't on there that aren't being logged and they're like, wow, I forgot to add that and I actually overconsumed my by 500 calories. These are things that are worth knowing and things that are worth keeping in mind. Do I believe that calorie counting and macro tracking is the only way or the best way. No, absolutely not. It is not for everybody. It is not something that everybody should do. If you have that personality where you get really obsessive over these kinds of things, it's probably not going to be the best approach for you. However, I will say that all food is made up of calories and macros. And when you can measure that, you can manage it. That is a very popular... That many of us coaches have said, I've heard it many times. I've said it many times. What gets measured gets managed, and calorie macro tracking is a great way to do that. If you are following a diet and you're just cutting sugars and you're you're cutting out carbs and you're cutting out processed foods and soda and stuff like that, cool. You're cutting out all those things that you most likely really enjoy, but. Where is it saying that you should be eating a specific amount of protein? Where is it saying how much of it to cut out? Like there is a minimal amount of fat that you should be consuming. There is a minimal amount of protein that you should be consuming. And how are you going to know if you're even close to that, if something isn't being tracked? So, calorie macro tracking, again, it is a tool. It is not something that needs to be lifelong. But if you have a specific goal in mind, or if you are struggling and you're over consuming food, or hey, maybe you're even under eating, then this is such a great approach to be able to figure that out and still be able to pick what you're eating. Meal plans, there, I. I've been someone that has said that meal plans are really restrictive and I would rather not do that. And, and I do believe that because I've handed out meal plans to clients that I've created for them. I've taken time to customize it for them and they do not follow it. And they don't follow it because they have other plans. They have other foods that they want to eat with their family. They're going to a barbecue. They don't want to be limited to what's on a piece of paper. So this is something to really consider. Like what is really restrictive? I personally believe that a meal plan that someone made for you and they're telling you what you can and cannot eat is more restrictive than me telling you the amount that you should eat, telling you, hey, your body needs about 1600 calories to get into a deficit and you need this amount of protein and this would be a good amount of carbs and fats and whatever. I think that that gives you freedom because I'm not telling you, oh, you can only eat this and you can only eat that. I'm telling you an amount. So what's really restrictive. And again, I'm not the best coach for everybody. And there's going to be people that wouldn't thrive on my approach. And I've had those clients where, you know, I have had several clients in the past and even recently that could not follow through with a macro tracking approach, a calorie counting approach. They wanted to do something that was cutting out things and eliminating things. And they thought that that would be better for them because they were struggling with the counting approach. Totally understandable. This is not for everybody. But again, I will add all food is made up of calories. And if you can track those calories, you have a really good opportunity to manage what is going on with your body. Now, there are several ways that you can find this information out. You can go get a DEXA scan that can give you what your BMR may be, your basal metabolic rate, and those are great to do. Or you can do an online calculator and do an equation that will give you your BMR. Your basal metabolic rate is the minimum amount of calories that you're going to want to consume because that's the estimate of how much your body burns at rest not doing anything. And then a good approach would be to find out what your BMR is, see if that's below or above what you've been eating. And then there are a few simple ways. There's there's complicated ways and there's simple ways to do this. One of the most simple ways is to decide what your goal is first of all. If you're going to lose body fat for instance, there is an approach where you can times your weight by 9 to 10 to 11, possibly 12 on the on a calculator. So you take your body weight and you times your body weight by let's say nine, and that's very, very low. That's on the low end, but some people need it, especially if they're metabolically adapted and they're going to times their weight by that and it'll give them a specific number and that could be a good deficit for them. I often will times my client's weight by 11 and I like to start there and just see because you can only drop your calories so low and I would rather start them higher than lower and depending on how active they are, that's going to dictate what number you times it by as well. So someone that you times their weight by nine would be pretty sedentary and would be someone that isn't super active. All they do is, you know, maybe they have a desk job and the only time they're really active is that hour at the gym. That's not that, that's, it depends. It's all person dependent. <laughs> but, and you know, timesing your weight by 10 or 11, and those are good options. and. In the show notes, I'm gonna leave you an example of this. I have an infographic that I made with this on it and it'll do a really good job of explaining it as a visual. And the reason why I'm so all over the place with it is just because everybody's different and I am someone who I would not times my weight by name. I am very active, I have a lot of muscle in my body. It would be too low for me. So it all depends and I also have a really good metabolism. I would need a higher number amount of calories. So there are ways to figure this out and then to go into that a little bit deeper, if you're looking at trying to also add in macro counting, first of all, you want to figure out if you're going to be doing a moderate to high protein diet, you would times your weight by 0.8 to point, or 0.8 or 1 or possibly even 1.1 or 1.5 depending on how high you're trying to go. I've had my protein about 50% of my calories at one point, (laughs) and that's quite a bit, but it's, you know, I handled it well, it's fine. And then you're going to decide whether or not you want to be moderate or low carb, or I wouldn't say low fat, you want to at least be about 20% of your calories from fat. And there's lots of ways to go into this. And here I am like trying to uh, talk about the actual process and things, which isn 't exactly the point of this podcast, but I just want to talk to you about this because it's on my mind a lot i get a, i've I've had a lot of conversations where people are anti counting, and I totally get that like i said it 's not for everybody, but it's like what what do you have going on in your life that's making you feel like this is restrictive, and what other things w- would you maybe think are restrictive that have nothing to do with this and a really great analogy is. You know, you wanna track your finances and know how much money is in your bank and you, you track that and if not, you could be broke or you could go under, you could be in debt. There's a lot of things that could happen if you aren't paying attention to your finances. And it's the same thing, you know, but with your body, like your body needs a certain amount of energy and if you overconsume, you're going to have too much energy on your body in the form of excess body fat. If you're not getting enough, you're going to be depleting that and just really there's so many things in life that we need to track for our businesses and we need to pay attention to the amount of gas that's in our car if we never look at it we could possibly run out of gas in the most unpredictable unpredictable place you know out on the freeway or something it's good to pay attention to those things and have an idea of where you're at so that you can ultimately be in a more optimal position again it is not the right Way or the only way, it is just a great way to see optimal, amazing results. And I'm a very big advocate for it. And I personally don't like to be told what to eat and I have no problem being told how much to eat. So it's an approach that works for me and it is my go-to approach for with, with my clients. And if they have any issue with that, then there's other things that we can do like portions and you know, focusing on that food quality. And there's a lot of people that can see great results with that. But there's going to come a time where they're telling me they're eating very healthy, but they're not losing weight. And I said, okay, now it's time to track because I have no idea how much you're actually eating. (laughs) So if I can have that data, I can give you better answers and coach you much better. So I hope that this episode explained calorie counting for you. I'm all about perception of the thing and looking at it from a positive perspective and just looking at how awesome it is to be able to track these things like i am not a very big science person but i think that this is so cool to be able to have a scientific method to achieve the results that i want to achieve and every time i diligently track i see amazing results with my body and my energy and my health so i highly recommend it and if you want to learn more you can always reach out to me I'm going to leave my email for you in the show notes and you can reach out to me anytime. Or if you wanna connect with me on Instagram, my Instagram is at TaylorLakin underscore and I'll leave that in the show notes for you as well. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a phenomenal day and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye.